0: what's up everybody this is word of a rebel and today i want to just talk about what made me and caused me to be willing to teach people what i had learned one of the reasons is because when i was learning about business and finances and and how to make money work for you one of the things that i noticed was i didn't like the glossy like sleek looking speaker who was like let me tell you how to make this happen for you because they didn't understand my path they didn't know what i had gone through they didn't know where i had come from You know, and their methods didn't necessarily apply in a broad way to most people. It was their thing and they were all flash and blah, blah, blah. And while there is some knowledge to be gained from some people who have had that path, what I recognized is they can't tell me how to get to where they are. It's not possible. You can't tell me how to get to where you are by teaching me how to go from A to Z when you're A, your point A, was so much different from mine. Incredibly different, right? That was one reason. And another reason was, um, you know, recognizing that I wanted to share my story, that I wanted to inspire other people because I got into so many conversations with people where they were saying, I just don't think that I can. Um, And I just refused to believe that that was true for myself. To, to, to believe that i couldn't grow wealth because when i look back historically i recognize man do y'all understand how many property owners existed in the early 1900s i know a lot of time we talk about you know how um black and brown communities um were, were dealing with violent attacks from white oppressors in the early 1900s but that wasn't the only ones like i think you know when We need to talk about that history because we need to be honest about it and say that there was overt attempts at stopping the economic growth of black and brown people um, in several spaces. But we need to understand that that was not a universal experience. There there are plenty of long-term black and brown communities still in existence today that began a long time ago. And in addition to that, there are several people who became homeowners and property owners you know, back then, going even back into the 1800s, who continued to pass on that generational wealth. And we do need to talk about those. We need to remember that because a lot of the time what I hear, I hear a lot about the violence. And there's so much being said about the violence, but not enough about those who, who persisted, you know, outside of that violence, the ones who continued forward the ones who got through the violence and the ones who didn't deal with the violence because they were not detected and they continued to go forward see this is the thing it makes it seem like all people of color were stopped from affluence that and what does that do like think about how um how much of a foundation is removed from you whenever all you ever hear is well if you try they're going to come for you why try? You see what I'm saying? That's the message whenever we focus so vehemently on the violence and we forget to focus and speak about the ones who endured, the ones who avoided being attacked or the ones who may have gotten attacked but continue to endure and build through it. Cause we need to do that. You need to feel like there's a way to get this shit done, right? And so because I've had conversations with people and one, you know, one thing that I've heard from several different people is, well, every time a black community um, came together, the white communities um, would end up destroying them or finding a way to destroy them. And I said, well, yeah, that was that did happen sometimes. But the white community didn't attack every black and brown community. So there were those who did endure. And we have to remember that. I'm not saying that we're not going to have oppression because we damn sure are going to have oppression and some, you know, it's going to happen at some point, right? But it's not, it's not going to be this ubiquitous experience. And so if we never try, we never find out what we can accomplish. And I, cause I feel like a lot of the time people have this, they end up giving up. It's, it's that state of despair saying, well, I'm in a state of despair because Basically, why even try? Because the white establishment is going to try to stop me. And that's bullshit. Some of them might, right? And also, you might be one of the people that nobody tries to stop. But if you don't try, you ain't going to find out either way, right? So you could be option A. You could be the person of color that you know the oppressive system tries to stop. Or B, you could be the person of color who the oppressive system tries to stop but you still overcome it. Or option C, you could be the, the person of color who continues to grow and, and seek and grow wealth and never has to deal with anybody trying to stop them, right? But how are you going to know if you never even try? And it's a decision that you have to make, and it's a personal decision. Like I'm not going to judge somebody for not trying. You know, if you're just not going to try, that's your personal choice. But don't tell me that the reason you're not going to try is because you don't want to deal with, you know, the possibility of oppression. If you really want it, go for it. You know, seek um, a security blanket. Seek a security circle. Have people with you. Don't walk it alone, okay? You know, learn to recognize allies, people who are willing to share their experience, their knowledge, their resources. Um, Because when you walk and move as a group, there's more chance of success and more chance of security because you're functioning as a unit, as a group of people together. And... One of the things about um, units that I want to touch on in groups is like there's not just one way to get it done and there doesn't need to necessarily be a leader who directs everyone. What I mean about a unit is that you have a network that you communicate with on a regular basis and that you know each part's role in your life and what role you play in their life and their path and you just remain consistent with each other creating a team and that'll probably be my next episode is creating that team um, but understanding that nobody on your team has to necessarily listen to you or give you the assistance in the way that you want it right and I'll explain more about that in the in the team episode and like I said I'll, I'll, I'll record that one next but what I want to impress is that the reason why I'm sharing my story and willing to teach these things is because we need to overcome that state of despair that some people fall into. And if you believe that you can build, you will build. I have interacted with people who, who feel like they're, they're destined to get um, attacked by an oppressor but still endure through it. And I've, I've interacted with people who say, you know what, I don't think I'm gonna get attacked and so I'm gonna push through regardless. Both of those mindsets lead towards success. Whether you are fearful of an oppression or not, um, the fact that you're taking action leads toward success. And by sharing, you know, my story and the story of others is to show what that looks like, that despite the, the oppressive hurdles in the way, enduring and building and getting beyond it and finding that stability. But also, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, is because the resources that are out there a lot of the time, those classes and books, they're being presented from people who don't understand your struggle. But at the same time, I do encourage you to seek out books from people who have also told their life story. One thing that I learned from um, the book written by John Hope Bryant was um, being willing to learn from another person's struggle, even if it wasn't your own. they are learning even from those who didn't walk your exact path but the reason why I say that I I felt like I couldn't really learn as much from those people it wasn't that I couldn't learn from them I did learn from them I did learn about money and how things work but what I couldn't learn from them was how to move on my path from the beginning point from the starting point I had to get to where their point A was right so if you ever seen the image of the, the three people in the United States and and the boxes i don't know if you've ever seen that meme and it basically shows that um like the three people are standing to look over this wall and one of them has no boxes one of them has one box and one of them has two boxes so of course the person with two boxes is easy it has an easier time seeing over that wall right and seeing the vision on the other side and being able to get over and it's it's a comparison of Um, three people who were not economically uh, affluent trying to reach that, that next goal, that next step to get over that wall and it was just showing that you know some people's point A is different from yours and so for me I personally feel like I can learn from someone who started higher up than me but first I have to learn how to get from my point A to their point A And then from there, I can learn from them. And so that's why I'm sharing my story, because I want to show you guys what my point A looked like and how I got to where I am today. And I am nowhere near the end of my path. I am continuing to grow and continuing to develop. I have so much more that I have to achieve, but I'm willing to teach what I have done so far. And I hope that it inspires someone else out there. As always, this is Word of a Rebel, and I am here for empowerment. Be sure to hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, at Word of a Rebel. If you're interested in more of my financial growth information, please follow me and hit me up on revolutionrealestate.org. You can also email me, Jessica, at revolutionrealestate.org. Talk to you guys soon.